Hey everyone, this is Caitlin Yeager with Missouri Humanities. Join us as we highlight the uniqueness of Missouri's small towns and showcase the bigger picture of what small town America really is by bringing you to communities across the state and listening to their stories of why they shouldn't be overlooked, overshadowed, or underappreciated. We're not a flyover state. We're the heart of America. From somewhere in the show me state, this is Small Town Showcase. In this latest episode, we're in St. James, Missouri, located in Phelps County and home to just around 4,000 people. The town is nestled near the middle of the state and is another stunning example of the beauty and wonder of the Ozarks. Whether or not you're a wine enthusiast, if you're from Missouri, you've likely heard of St. James because of St. James Winery. We'd be shocked if you hadn't heard of them. The number of awards this family-owned and operated winery has received is quite extraordinary, and they've grown to be an institution since its founding in 1970. But the winery is just one of so many assets in this little community. There's Merrimack Spring Park, arguably one of the most beautiful places in the state, where thousands flock to for trout fishing each year. There's unique businesses, one-of-a-kind restaurants, and a truly inspiring community of residents who are dedicated to this town's success and each other's. Not to mention this town's rich and fascinating history that the community is passionate about sharing. It really is remarkable to see how all these different pieces of the community work together, a combination I've been told is proudly referred to as the St. James Way, which creates stability, inspires creativity, and ensures this community's strength and spirit will continue on for generations to come. Let's dig into the conversation. Welcome back everyone to the Small Town Showcase podcast. We are here in St. James, Missouri, recording at the beautiful Leatherwood Lounge. I'm excited to talk today with Kelly Money, director of the St. James Chamber of Commerce, and Peter Hofer, CEO of St. James Winery and Public House Brewing Company. Thank you both for being here to share all the really wonderful things about your community. Oh, you bet. We were kind of talking as we were setting the stage for um, recording this podcast, and there's a lot of really exciting things coming up. You know, I mentioned that um, the video for the St. James Small Town Showcase is about to be released, so that's really exciting. So it's kind of all culminating in this, you know, we've spent a lot of time as Missouri communities working with everything that we've pulled from that footage and all the cool things we've learned about St. James. So I think it's really actually kind of a perfect time to have the podcast now because I feel like I've learned so much about the community and we've, we've worked together before. So I think this would be a great conversation and I'm so excited to learn more. So to set the stage, I'd love to hear a bit about each of your St. James stories. Um, so what is your personal history with this place? What brought you here or kept you here? Um, what has your journey been basically to where you are today in the St. James community? And Kelly, let's start with you and then we'll move on to Peter. Great, I'm so glad to be here and, and be able to tell my story. I actually am from St. Louis and before that Detroit. So I was a big city girl and I was gonna go to LA and make it big. That, that's kind of the, the dreams I had. But while I was in college in St. Louis, um, I was dating someone who came to St. James to start his career here. And shortly after that, we got married. 
I packed up from the city and came out to the small community of St. James knowing no one. Um, got involved in the community when I started directing a daycare center. And so I got to know tons of mothers and families and children. I felt like I raised um, a good group of kids that I then followed through coaching them in sports and three-on-three -three basketball. I ran city leagues for St. James and, and coached boys basketball in a town that is a basketball town. Um, really loved the community. I saw all the support. I couldn't believe how many people would come out to a basketball game and three-on-three -three and just very involved and engaged in their children's lives. And through that, I met wonderful people that were community leaders and I was asked to join the Chamber of Commerce in 2009. So I was actually on the board and got to see our businesses like the St. James Winery and the development of Sybil's coming into our town and Merrimack Spring Park where I could see where this town could go and I was just very excited and eventually I worked for the um, Missouri S&T I was a freshman recruiter to the St. Louis area, so I was recruiting students to this area to go to college. And after that um, is where I landed to be the St. James Chamber of Commerce, which I feel is a privilege to get to represent the business community after being here about 20 years. And I have no desire now to go back to the city. Um, I'm glad I landed in this small town. Peter, what about you? Yeah, mine's a, a sordid tale. I was uh, brought here by my parents when they started the winery in 1970, so I grew up here, you know, most of my formative years. I was pretty young when we came here in 70. So I kind of grew up here uh, really working the vineyards, working in the cellars, and then, um, as is the Hofer tradition, off to school in other parts of the country and other careers, and then getting called back. In my family, um, there was always a, a place um, for each of the kids and my parents really tried to focus on who would be the business person who would be the vineyard run the vineyards and who would be the winemaker and I was the business guy so off to school and another career and then got the call to come back home and you can't really ignore the call or you get disinherited so <laughs> came back in and um, just really enjoyed uh, the, the family enjoyed the family and enjoyed the community and what really struck me was uh, my mom's values that we had as kids was um, leave the world better than you found it and that's always been mine as well but she did it through engaging at the community level um, within St. James and also within the grape and wine industry at the state level and also the federal level within the wine industry so there's three levels of community in my family um, so my parents traveled all over the world, but I always come back to St. James and thought it was the best place in the world to be no matter where they went, uh, West Coast, East Coast, overseas. So I really appreciated that and grew to love that um, through, through coming back to run the business and then engage in all three levels of community. How did it feel, Peter? Um, you, you mentioned, you know, going to school kind of going away from St. James and then being called back to, you know, be part of the family business, which I think is, is relatable to a lot of people is, is feeling that, um, that kinship that need to come and be part of a family business. But for you, how did it feel like thinking of coming back to a place like St. James specifically, what was going through your mind when you were thinking to yourself, all right, time to come back. What were you thinking? 
Well, I um, the job I had at the time at the time was working in for one of the larger corporate finance consulting groups in the country, and we were taking companies um, out of bankruptcy and doing mergers and acquisitions. So coming back to St. James um, was such a shift for me. Um, I was living in Atlanta and doing a lot of cross-Atlantic mergers and coming back here uh, really kind of slowed things down for me. Um, but it was a huge adjustment because my I, we had to take almost a 90% pay cut to come back and work in the winery. So there was all kinds of adjustments going on. Um, but as things proceeded, I just found um, that this community had so much to offer and I enjoyed seeing my high school friends and kind of slid right back into where I'd been before I left. So it was a very easy transition. So my original thoughts were, oh shit, <laughs> I have to come back and actually run a business now and uh, change the way that I live. Um, so it was a bit of a struggle for adjustment, but in the end it was the best thing possible. And Kelly, kind of on the flip side of that, you mentioned growing up in a bigger city and coming to a smaller community. Obviously, I think yours was, was job related too, um, but you've, you've stayed. Right. And, and how is that, um, your perception as somebody that grew up in a bigger city and deciding to slow down and choose this kind of lifestyle, this small town community as your place, kind of your forever home? So it sounds cl cliche, but what I saw for my children is that you can kind of be the big fish in the small pond. There was lots of opportunities here. And if you wanted to work hard, you could rise to the top and um, have all the opportunities you wanted. And I saw that for my children here. And then I also saw it for myself in a career. And you might not have all the confidence that you, you know, you think that you have, but you just start getting out there and doing it. And people are welcome and hungry for that leadership, for visions, for ideas. And when you jump in, other people are willing to jump in with you. And I think I saw that here. And I also saw lots of other businesses. You know, the, the winery, St. James Winery, was here in the 70s. But other people took risks too, like Sybil's Restaurant, Leatherwood Lounge here. They saw hey, there is something here and I want to stay and I want to make this community better. Peter, that kind of leads me to um, recall something that you mentioned months ago when I came here to kind of set the stage for St. James's Small Town Showcase feature. Um, you said there's a history and a heritage here in St. James that has created a unique community of people. And I know that history and heritage of this area is incredibly important to you, but I love that you're connecting it back to the community. Um, I think it's really powerful. It's interesting. Um, and I'd love for you to reflect on that if you're willing. Well, it's, um, it is quite a unique aspect. I think communities are built on cultures and cultures come from the interactions of history with um, where the vision is for the town to go forward. And so for St. James, there's a, a history of, in Rosati for my family of the local Italian immigrants that um, took advantage of the free land offered by railroads and built vineyards and became members of the National Grape Co-op Association that grows grapes for Welches and helped to educate their kids. So there's this agrarian um, grape growing, winemaking culture that um, went through the town. And then at the, on the other hand, there is this incredible agrarian cow-calf 
um, farms and the people who come from that kind of an Americana view of rural America. But then you have the university. Uh, we had the, the UM systems, engineering schools 10 miles away, and a lot of folks that work there live, live in St. James as a bedroom community. And so they bring in all that, um, all that university life and that intellectual power to St. James. But you also have this incredible um, gateway to scenic amenities here. We are on the northern part of one of the best barrel belts in the United States and also have these spring-fed streams where people come in and all over the country come in to trout fish and to camp and to hike. And so that all mixes together to create this culture. So, um, and if that wasn't enough, you have Route 66 that runs right through the middle of this area. One summer we put up a map in our winery and we had 39 different countries that people put pins in that they were from. So when they come through, it affects us. Every time you have an interaction with somebody from all those different backgrounds, all those different cultures, it creates a unique blend and a unique culture. And it adds um, a lot of excitement and it adds a lot of intellectual power and um, creative ability of a community. And I think that's what the unique blend is here. He said it all. <laughs> well, I don't know I about that. And I, and I would add, you know, from somebody that came here in the 90s, I was so impressed with the foundation of this town. We had a beautiful library. We had Merrimack Spring Park. We had a park in town that had a lake and trails that you could ride bikes on and fish, you know. And so the James Foundation, we had a town that, that we had things that other towns didn't. And... I don't want to have that go unappreciated because what the James Foundation did is give a foundation to have incredible things for a small town. Yeah, I should have mentioned that because not too many small towns have trust funds that fund mm -hmm. employment and really help the community um, be the best version of itself. Right. And I felt like the James Foundation did that through community leadership and through programs. Even when I was a kid in, high, in grade school, we would have races during the Grape and Fall Festival and they would buy the awards. Correct, they still it. do that. And then they would give prize money for the 4-H exhibits mm -hmm. at, the, at the local fair. It just helped create a community. And that still happens today. And that's 90 years of our Grape and Fall Festival. So those Lucy Wortham James exhibits, they are still a key part of our community. And as a, as a kid, when you get off school early and get to go to a carnival and get to participate in races, and you know work in the agriculture industry you know raising a cow or a pig and getting to sell that there's just a lot of um, community pride that goes into that and it's great and i think that that um recalls the history even more you know you mentioned lucy wortham james and um you know i think if people want to learn more about her going to that museum at uh merrimack spring is a great place to go to do that um but you know that the james foundation was born of her and her want of preserving this place and making this place better and um you know it's super interesting to see how impactful that foundation is peter i think you're absolutely right that um it is not common to see something like that have that much investment in a community of this size so it's a really great asset um and kind of related kelly in a similar way i want to recall something you said when we interviewed for the saint james video um 
you describe St. James as kind of a, a three pillar, three prong community. And those pillars being the history, the school and the tourism. Um, can you talk about those three pieces of the community and why you see them as kind of these important pillars and how they all work together? Sure. We just touched a little bit on the history, you know, with Lucy Wortham James and the foundation and what happened out at Merrimack Spring Park and giving us some things like a library, a cemetery, a city park where kids can go out and play and run and ride bikes. And so then when the city of St. James has its job, those aren't weights on it. They can do other things. And so that makes our, our community just overall thriving. And just a little bit of the history, um, St. James actually had the first woman mayor. And so in the state of Missouri, her name was Mamie Owsley, and um, she also was, she was a write-in candidate. And so that just said, St. James back in the day was not afraid to have a woman run its town, which to me is pretty significant history. Um, so you add our schools, one of the things I, that I noticed when I came here is just the pride. I know my, my sons had teachers that were born to be teachers. They were not here because um, they got off for the summers. They were here because they wanted to educate kids. And I love that. Um, they were very involved and good community people. Um, I remember one time our girls basketball team made it to the final four where they played at the state championship level in Springfield, Missouri and we were playing against the St. Louis school and three-fourths of the arena were filled with St. James people. All you could see was a sea of red and somebody from the St. Louis area asked us, they're like, is your whole town empty today? And that's what it is. There were signs, there's a parade wishing these young ladies well. And what I love it in this town, these young girls go and watch our high school girls basketball team play and they wanna be a lady tiger and they are role models and something to look, for, look up to. And that's just one small aspect of the school. You know, we have an incredible marching band where the Red Regiment um, gets to perform all over the state and they get awards for that. And I know we incorporate in the chamber, we have our annual, um, actually it's, it's a quarterly dinner that we have in Merrimack Spring Park. And to be able to have a dinner as your chamber in that park is incredible. But then we'll ask um, the jazz band will come down and be the entertainment and play for the chamber. And so our businesses are interacting with our schools. Our schools are interacting with our business. Um, it, all, all, it all runs together. And then you add the tourism component where there's people that want to come out to our town to hang out here for three days or a week. And that's where our businesses thrive. You know, St. James Winery, Sybil's Restaurant, Leatherwood, they wouldn't be able to make it just off the small population here. Those businesses would go under if we didn't have people coming from the cities, you know, traveling through to see Route 66, um, you know, kind of that escape from the city. Then that means the waitresses do a little bit better. You know, the, the people cooking our food are doing a little bit better. Then they, they have, you know, our real estate agents. You know, there's, there's people that come here and see and wanna buy houses here. So without that tourism component, there's a lot of businesses that just, they would not make it. And we wanna see all of our businesses thrive and do well. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that um, the, the best communities are really um, a mold of different types of people who come together and have a common vision for the future. And um, 
I think Kelly's done a good job of talking about how that happens in this town. So I think that's a key. This town has so much to offer with the scenic amenities and tourism um, for people who really enjoy it from our bike riding to our floating to our fishing. And I think it really impacts the type of people who come here because we have a lot of people who actually, we have Fort Wood, it's, um, Fort Leonard Woods about 45 minutes away. And we have a whole group that have retired here just because of the quality of life. For the reasons that Kelly said, um, the culture is really conducive for folks to be here and enjoy um, the later years of their life, high quality life. Peter, I'd love um, to kind of switch gears a little bit and talk a bit about the winery. Um, it's obviously, you know, understandably so, one of the first things people think of when they think of St. James. You know, you see that St. James Winery sign coming down Highway 44. It's just, it's a staple in Missouri. Um, and I think what's interesting too is um, a lot of, uh, in my work with Missouri communities, we talked a lot about, you know, German heritage in Missouri. And a lot of people, when they think German wine or like the winemaking history, they think of that German heritage corridor area along the Missouri River. Towns like Herman and Defiance and Marthasville with their, with all of the wineries in that area. Um, but, you know, then you come to St. James and this place has been a mainstay and it's kind of removed from the kind of wine area of Missouri, but it's been such a staple in the, this winemaking region in the history of wine, not just in Missouri, but in the nation. Um, and it's such a strong supporter of this community as well. It's a family owned business, you know, a multi-generational family business. Um, and that's such a great story for a small community. Um, so obviously, you know, your parents took a huge leap in 1970 to open the winery in the middle of Missouri, and it's grown to be a major Missouri institution. Um, your products have won dozens and dozens of awards. And um, so as in the next generation, I know your, your daughter, too, is now working for St. James. So we're on to the third generation of the Hofer family working for St. James Winery. Um, so as the next couple generations leading this industry or leading this company, talk with us about your vision for St. James Winery and, and the winery's place both in the history of the community and um, of St. James's future. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot to handle. So let's, <laughs> let's see so if we can, let me see if we can unpack that. Yes. The community actually has a long history going back before the, um, into the 1890s with the local Italians um, growing grapes here. And, and then during World War, um, in the 20s when um, Welch's came in with their National Grape Co-op and started signing the farmers up to be members of the co-op. And then Welch's actually even uh, bought a winery in Rosati in, in the early 40s to process their grapes. Then they switched the product. The production was into Springfield, Springdale, Arkansas. So there's been this huge culture uh, of winemaking and grape growing. My point is a little belabored, but it's the fact that we're just um, one point in a long continuum that was really not started by us, but just um, we see our role as continuing to expand that history. And we see ourselves as the tip of the spear with for lifestyle businesses in this area and you want to create an environment for people to come and enjoy their lives and um, their lifestyle 
and be the best versions of themselves while they're here for the weekend, for the day, and whether it's fishing or, or dining at Civils or um, whatever they're doing in town. Um, I think that's our role. But I think um, more than that, it's um, just the story of the uh, family that's kind of started it. My mom and dad bootstrapped it with no money and just kind of grew it um, as it would grow. It was kind of kid powered. We were tortured as kids out in the vineyards and um, I'm kidding. It was, it was a great childhood here. <laughs> but are you here. kidding? <laughs> yeah, I am kidding. It was a great childhood here. <laughs> But we, we see our role more as leaving the world better than we found it and trying to help at the, at the community level, at, at the state level and the federal level of moving the American wine industry ahead as well as improving our state anyway. We can, so the future is better than it is now. And that's sort of the vision my mom put in place and put with her actions, not her words. I'm more of a words guy and not an action guy like <laughs> my mom. So she um, really kind of led us um, so I think it's never just one business. I don't think um, St. James would exist without the support network and the culture that we have here. And I don't think it would have lasted this long without um, the support it's had in the state and in our region. So our role is just to make the, be the future better than it is now. And I know it sounds kind of weird, but that's kind of the way we see ourselves. So thinking about the broader context of small town Missouri and basically the purpose of Small Town Showcase, this initiative, to showcase the uniqueness of Missouri's small towns and the contributions of its people and its places to our state's history, our economy, et cetera, you know. Um, so thinking of that broader context from the perspective of members of the St. James community and people who do dedicate a lot of your time to the St. James community, what does St. James contribute to Missouri's past, present, and future? And how is that unique to St. James as opposed to other communities? Yeah, that's, that's really cool. Because I, you know, I was director of Ag for our state, um, and so it gave me a chance to travel around our state and talk to communities. And what I thought at the time was, my gosh, Missouri should really be five states. Our, <laughs> our cultural yes. differences and our growing regions from deep south agriculture to the German settlements that we've talked about, to the um, French, to the Italian influence here. It's quite amazing and Missouri has such a rich, rich tapestry of cultures and climates. Um, St. James is really a melting pot for all that because we're right in the middle of the state and so many folks come through here on Route 63 as well as Route um, 66 as well as I-44. And they come here for the scenic amenities and. Um, we really get to see all of what Missouri has to offer here. And so I think for, uh, for the way that I feel about St. James is that it's a place where anybody can feel welcome because they're going to see some of themselves here. And I always feel like we're setting the table for the state and we're creating a culture for our state. And um, we've had a lot of leaders come out of this region that have worked at the federal and state level. Um, at the county level to really move Missouri ahead. And I don't think it's by accident. I think it's just exactly that, that we have this kind of crossroads happening here. Um, so that makes me really proud to be from here, just because I can see the impact. When I worked um, at the state, 
the governor always receives newspapers from around the state each day. And there would be the newspaper from St. Louis, from um, Springfield, from Kansas City, from Columbia, and then the St. James paper was there every single <laughs> week. And it just kind of summed it up for me that, um, you know, a lot of St. James folks are here to serve. Um, so I think we contribute that as well. So I'll add to that more on the maybe recreational level is I used to come out to this area to float, but didn't know where I was coming. I just knew it was escape from the city. My husband also came out to this area from St. Louis to fish. And here now we both are living here and we both knew this as a place to get away, to get things that we couldn't get in the city. But now we're both leaders here. And I think people that have lived here and grown up here value what they've gotten from, from here. They go out like to go off to college and realize, hey, I wanna come back to this community because I can be a good teacher, I can be a good business owner. And I think people grow up here, leave here and come back to keep making that impact and keep making that difference. Thinking a little bit more about Small Town Showcase um, as an initiative, uh, Kelly, were you the one that nominated St. James? Did you fill out the nomination form? Okay, so thinking about, thinking back, gosh, however long that was, a year ago, over a year ago, um, you filling out that application, or application, the nomination, and um, cl you know, clicking submit and really wanting this community to win. And then of course, driving members of the community to vote for St. James. Um, Cause you know, I, I'm not sure how much, you know, our listeners know about the process for a small town showcase, but you have to be voted on and you have to win, you know, to be selected. And St. James, you know, last year when we did this, I think there were 43 communities nominated and the top five get chosen and St. James was one of the top five. And I think it's worth noting <laughs> that, you know, you're a town of under 5,000 people. So, you weren't one of the biggest towns. You're probably right in the middle, but there were towns much bigger than yours. So I think it really um, is a testament to how much your community wanted to show the world what St. James stands for, what is St. James. So thinking about that, what is it that you did want to accomplish by you know, having St. James be one of our featured five? What are you hoping to share with the world? Well, when I filled out that application, I thought, we have so much. I don't even know if I can get it all on this paper. You know, we've talked about some of the tourist things in the Merrimack Spring Park, but we have a Missouri Veterans Home here, and we have a St. James Senior Center and Caring Center. And so I'm like, we have a great story to tell. And we have a little bit of everything. We have sophistication, we have recreation, and everything in between. So I wanted to tell our story because I just think we're this cool little community community that I want other people to enjoy. And I'll tell you, COVID, the experience through COVID made it even stronger. I felt we had this bubble around us, you know, and maybe, you know, I don't know all of the um, economic impacts, but I think our businesses came through it. Um, a lot of people did not lose their job. We tried to keep our schools open. And really where there were chaos and fear across the United States, we had this community that still kept going and thriving and taking care of. And I think I wanted the world to know, or the, the state of Missouri, what a fantastic little place this was. So at this point, I would like to invite both of you to um, 
share with our listeners, you know, if people want to get involved with this community, if people want to learn more, um, attend some of the events that might be coming up, um, all those other exciting St. James things that, that have potential, you know, what's the best way to do that? You know, Peter, what is the best way to learn more about the work that you guys are doing at St. James or Public House, or how can people get involved? And, and Kelly, same with you with, with community events. So first of all, I'll just stay, um, give you the, the website that we have. It's visitstjamesmo.com, and it's a combination between tourism and our chamber. So that's where you can see all of our businesses. We put our events on there, um, lodges and places that, that, that you can stay. And so that's a great place to find out what's going on in our community. Um, we do have a huge event. Our Grape and Fall Festival is coming up September 7th through the 9th. Um, it starts off with an FFA um, livestock for the high school, but we have somewhat of a big name concert, Casey Donahue, who's got a good following from Texas, will be here to perform a concert on Friday night. And then Saturday, we finish with the town parade festival and then um, a demolition derby. So that, that's one of the things that if you wanna come out and check us out, that I, that I would look at coming up. Yeah, I think that's the best source. I mean, we have a lot of individual businesses. I mean, we have uh, Spencer Manor, the winery's gonna open up soon. Um, so there's a lot going on with the wineries here. Um, so you can go to the individual websites and see those. There's a lot going on in our region with what's happening in Rolla. They, with the university there, they have Celebration of Nations and other activities that really bring a, a, a lot of excitement here. So, and they're within 10 miles of St. James. So you can almost do anything um, for three or two or three days to really um, occupy your time and kind of escape what you're doing. But really what Kelly's saying is kind of the main um, site to see everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. um, there's no reason to be bored. No, uh, there's <laughs> so much doesn't going seem on like here. It, yeah. yeah, and it's an easy, it's what I like a, a lot about St. James, it's easy to hop on the highway and be in Springfield or St. Louis and really it's an easy drive. You guys are a great location. It's so really. easy to get here. And then there's so much to do when you're here um, just to come and enjoy. Another resource is Geared for Phelps. And there's a website called Geared for Phelps. And their mission is to grow our economic development, but also entice people to come here, live here, and work here. You know, we have a hospital recruiting doctors and nurses. You know, if you're an ER nurse in the city, Working out here as a nurse might feel a lot better where you can actually, you know, have more of the career that you want. We have a university full of professors and adjunct professors and staff that support it. We've got wineries that are in beautiful environments in the brand new, um, you know, Spencer Manor opening where they're going to have a full restaurant. And so there's lots of employment opportunities if people are looking to check our area out and want to live here and, and have a family here. Well, Kelly and Peter, thank you both so much for sitting down with us and sharing wonderful perspective and stories and, and passion for St. James. I'm really excited for the rest of the world to, um, to learn about you guys. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you to all of you who tuned in. And another thank you to Kelly and Peter for joining our conversation and sharing so many wonderful things about St. James. If you enjoyed this episode, we hope you listen to our others to learn about our past featured communities. 
And to put a visual to your podcast, we invite you to check out our video for St. James on our YouTube channel or Facebook page. Simply search Mo Humanities. Small Town Showcase is a production of Missouri Humanities. Special thanks to our production manager, Michael Saldivar, and thank you to our members and supporters for making this initiative possible. To learn more about us, visit mohumanities.org or follow us on social media at mohumanities. We also invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel by searching Missouri Humanities and clicking subscribe. I'm Caitlin Yeager. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again soon with more of the Show Me State.